We're halfway there, boys and girls, halfway to an Article 5 Constitutional Convention of the States. I'm Scott Ott with Bill Whittle and Stephen Green. This episode of Right Angles brought to you by the members at BillWhittle.com. And by the way, if you happen to be watching us on YouTube, go ahead and hit that thumbs up button, subscribe, hit the little bell that uh, will get notifications to you. If you're watching us on Rumble, the little plus sign on the website or the little thumbs up on the mobile version will do. And for special, if people who are watching at BillWhittle.com, there is a little star rating system right under this video. Go ahead and give us a five-star review if that's what you believe and post a comment if you're a member. We appreciate all of that. Uh, gentlemen, uh, Nebraska has just, uh, Nebraska legislature has just approved um, a an Article 5 convention of the state's bill uh, within the last several days. Within the last week or so, Wisconsin made it number 16. They need a total of 34 states to call to ask Congress to call for a a convention of the states. Um, And let me just read you because I immediately went to my favorite little constitutional resource among the dozens of constitution books I have on my shelf. This is the Heritage Guide to the Constitution published by the Heritage Foundation. And this is what Article 5 uh, to the U.S. Constitution says. The Congress, whenever two-thirds of both houses shall deem it necessary, shall propose amendments to this constitution or on the application of the legislatures of two-thirds of the several states shall call a convention for proposing amendments, which in either case shall be valid to all intents and purposes as part of this constitution when ratified by the legislatures of three-fourths of the several states or by conventions in three-fourths thereof, as the one or the other mode of ratification may be proposed by the Congress. So to tighten that up a little bit, to call the convention of the states or for the states to get Congress to call the convention, Two-thirds of them need to pass legislation asking Congress to do that. And so that means 34 states. We now have 17 that have done so. I'll get you the list here in a second. Uh, But Stephen Green, this is kind of an exciting turn, especially for some of the long-suffering Article 5 advocates who, uh, you know, frankly, have written to us over the years and said, why aren't you doing more about this? And my basic response then was that it's it's the slowest breaking story in history. Uh, Steve, do you think we'll pick up a little momentum now that we've had two in the last week since the last state to ratify or to to for its legislature to pass such legislation was back in 2019 in Mississippi? Do you think we've now got some mo? Uh, maybe these things, uh, slow moving as they are, do tend to uh, have a life of their own or uh, to. to get a life of their own, as we talked about in the backstage about the passage of the 27th Amendment on uh, congressional pay. That was one of the original packages of 12 amendments from 1789, and it didn't become a part of the Constitution until 1993. And it really got going in 1983. So, yeah, uh, these these things can pick up some steam and start to snowball. We'll we'll see what happens. I have my fingers crossed because I've been wanting a convention of the states for uh, well, pretty much since high school as a sort of libertarian leaning Goldwater Republican, which I still am because I suck at character arcs. um, I was (laughs) In high school, I got all excited about the idea of a constitutional convention because even even under Reagan, I could see that the federal government was just way too big and that Congress was never going to fix this and that it would take a constitutional convention. I was having this in-depth conversation with this with my grandfather or about this with my grandfather. And he said, you don't want a constitutional convention. And I said, yes, I do. For all the reasons I just told you, he said, no, you don't. The lawyers will take it over. We'll end up with something that's 600 pages and only the lawyers will be able to understand it. And that's the end of this country. So, oh, 
So I did a little more research and I learned about the Convention of States, which is a way to bypass Congress's power or in addition to Congress's power to propose amendments by getting the states to do it instead. And it wouldn't be a rewrite of the Constitution necessarily. It would be the proposal of amendments that wouldn't have to get through Congress that could then go to the states for passage and, of course, require three quarters of the states to pass. And I thought this this is a much more sensible idea than putting the lawyers in charge of anything. They shouldn't even be allowed to walk their own dogs, much less your own, much less the, the laws of this country. So I am very excited about that. I'm looking at the uh, the game board here. Uh, I pulled this up. Uh, where is it? Oh, here it is. You can go to uh, conventionofstates.com and you can see all the states that have approved it. Uh, those are the 17 that you mentioned. They're almost almost all in the South and the Midwest. Plus, we've got Arizona, Utah, and Alaska. A bunch of other states have active legislation this year, 2022. And that includes some you, you might not expect, like uh, like Washington, Pennsylvania, New York, Maine. Um, the ones I'm looking at that have proposed legislation where I think it could pass, Montana, uh, Minnesota, believe it or not, is uh, is a maybe. Kansas could do it. Um, if he on Illinois and, and, and Michigan, but Kentucky, Ohio. Uh, so I'm looking at uh, eight states currently with legislation that uh, seem likely to pass it. Two states, Idaho and Wyoming, don't have anything uh, uh, bubbling up yet, but seem likely to go that way if they did. But that still only gets us to 27. We need to find seven more states. So if you're in one of those states, go to conventionofstates.com. If you're one of those states that's either white or uh, or yellow, talk to your local representative, talk to your local state senators. And just in case there was any question about this, as longtime uh, members of BillWhittle.com understand, uh, nobody sponsors these programs except for the members themselves, and we don't have an axe to grind <laughs> Or, or we, nor will we benefit by uh, anything we say here financially uh, if you do go and do that. Um, Bill Whittle, it's interesting because the argument is always made against the Convention of the States that that could run amok and there could be all kinds of things proposed. Steve hinted at that a little bit. Um, but the, the upshot of it is, yeah, you can call the convention with just 34 states passing this legislation. Congress will then have to call that convention. But whatever amendments are proposed at that convention still need to garner 38 state legislatures or conventions in 38 states to ratify. So it really doesn't move the bar as far as difficulty of getting an amendment change. It just kind of gets the impetus out of the hands uh, of Congress. And I will tell you um, that in the past, there have been a couple of attempts to call these conventions that have gotten within one or two votes. And this just shows you the kind of Congress we've always had. Um, at one point, we were within one vote of calling a convention of the states uh, based on the idea of direct election of senators when Congress proposed an amendment to the Constitution for direct election of senators. Ugh. I have a lot of friends who are big believers in the con uh, convention of, of states, and they have a lot of assurances about ways to protect it from being gamed and so on. I'll tell you why I'm, I'm not that I'm not a supporter. It's just that I don't have a lot of uh, belief in it. And the answer for this for me personally is very simple. 
If the First Amendment and the Second Amendment are abused as routinely and as daily as they are today, what makes us think that the 28th, 29th, and 30th Amendments are going to be obeyed? In other words, if if on a daily basis my First Amendment rights are being taken away or my Second Amendment rights to defend myself, except unless you're in this particular state, it's not a problem of it's not a problem of we don't have enough laws. It's a problem of we don't enforce the laws. It's not like the Constitution needs to be fixed. It's just that somebody needs to read it and obey it. That's the problem. <laughs> and and the entire debacle over the Commerce Clause is as perfect an example of what I'm worried about as you will ever find. Now, for those of you out there who don't know, the, certainly in the starting in the, I guess, the 60s or 70s, Congress began to exceed its limited powers that are declared in the Constitution. And when you say, where do you have the constitutional power to do this? Well, in the Commerce Clause, because it says Congress shall shall regulate commerce among the states. Well, okay. But that's not what the Commerce Clause says. It says Congress shall have the power to regulate commerce among the states, foreign powers, and Indian tribes. Which means that when they talk about commerce amongst the states, they're not talking about you, McDonald's truck going from, 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 from Kansas to Tennessee. They're talking about the state of Kansas and the state of Montana having an issue. And the Constitution constantly, perpetually, and absolutely intentionally is extremely clear. There's the United States, which is the federal government. There's the states. And then there's the people. And that's how they're referred to. And if all of this song and dance to say, that if the Cong- if the Commerce Clause had said what these lying swine have said that it said, then the then it would have read Congress shall have the power to regulate commerce among the people. So this is my problem, right? My problem is not that we don't need additional laws. I'd certainly think a, a, a balanced budget amendment would be would be a grand start, and so on and so on and so on. But that's not where the problem is. The problem is is that the, const- the, the Constitution is flouted on a daily basis. And until we start respecting it and treating it like the supreme law of the land, then it doesn't seem to me that adding additional amendments to a document that's being widely ignored is going to change the situation very much. Well, I have a, a different view about this, and it's not because I'm any more hopeful than Bill is that suddenly we are going to become aware that there is a constitution or that our uh, federal uh, officials will suddenly become much more um, inclined to stay within the boundaries that we have laid out for them in the constitution. But I think that getting large numbers of people to talk about the U.S. constitution is a good thing. Um, even if much of that conversation uh, comes out of ignorance, uh, because frankly, whether you want to blame schooling or bad parenting or just disinterest or the luxury in which we live that inclines us to believe that everything's been running fine and will keep running fine as long as I can keep swiping on my iPhone, everything will be good. But I think just the idea Uh, uh, of day after day news stories that there are bands of people getting together to talk about whether to amend this 
charter, uh, whether to consider different ways to frame it. Uh, most of the people behind the Convention of the States or the Article 5 Convention advocates are really pushing for more fiscal constraints on the federal government for to require the federal government to, to stay within its spending boundaries and its taxing uh, boundaries as they see them. And so, you know, that would be a healthy discussion to have. Um, you still, because as I mentioned earlier, you still have to pass that 38 state threshold for ratification. It still makes anything that comes out of a, of a convention uh, still have slim odds of getting through. I mean, uh, the, in the history, according to the Heritage Foundation Guide to the Constitution, uh, from 1789 to 2005, some 5,000 bills in Congress were considered to amend the Constitution. 33 of those were sent to the states for ratification. Uh, obviously, they were not all ratified. Um, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, it's very few of them uh, can get an, up enough steam to like the last efforts to call a convention of the states got within a couple of votes, but they always failed or Congress stepped in. This is what I think will happen this time, by the way. If you do get 34 states saying we demand the Congress call a convention of the states, I think you're going to see a Congress who at about 33 gets suddenly lit up with the new religion of financial responsibility and decide that they may want to float some um, preventative measure amendments <laughs> out to the people uh, in the sense that they will be amendments that look like they restrain Congress's wanton spending, uh, but really they'll stay well within the bounds that Congress can control and that the people who uh, in Congress who managed to put forth these amendments will have figured out how to play the game in a way that looks like they're doing something when they're really doing nothing. For Bill them. Whittle and Stephen Green, I'm Scott Ott. Thank you to the members at BillWhittle.com for making Right Angle possible. 